0: Howdy! Welcome to Girl About The Yard Chats. I'm Verena, or Girl About The Yard. I'm a lover of Marmite, Earl Grey tea and French radio shows. This is a podcast where I chat about topics that intrigue me or simply to guests about how they go about their lives and where their passions lie. I welcomed you to the chats I would have over a dinner party if we could all be in the same space. Thank you for listening. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to this week's Girl About the Yard Chats Too This week I am chatting to Georgie who is a professional show jumper and I have just asked her whether or not it's Grand Prix but we'll have to get on to that because that is a even more complicated question but hello Georgie how are you?
1: Hello I'm very well thank you how are you?
0: Yeah good thank you. So explain a bit more about what you just said to me about the concept of Grand Prix being, it felt like eight or nine levels.
1: Okay, yeah, it's a bit confusing. In show jumping, it's not like the same thing as dressage when you hit Grand Prix. Like, there's lots of different Grand Prix, But nationally, a Grand Prix would be a metre 40. But it's like a metre 40 that could be up to a metre 50 in the dump off, basically. So a big old course. Which is... Um, mad it's like yeah it's pretty enormous pretty enormous I can't yeah I still can't believe I jumped that big to be honest <laughs> it's amazing it's very impressive how did you get to like tell us about your
0: journey to this particular stage of jumping a course with a 100 with the meter 50 in it
1: well um so I don't know if you know this so I started off doing brassage. so oh. yeah that's how yeah so Abby Lyle used to teach me, actually.
0: Oh, really? Um,
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's how we ended up. So so I did dressage after Pre-St. George. Not, like, I don't want to to make it sound like I did amazing. I didn't. I had, you know, one lovely horse at a time. Like, I had a few different dressage horses, but I never had more than one. And um, I didn't crazy compete or be super competitive or anything, but I definitely did. Yeah, I did dressage most of my time and got a bit sick of it. Um, not, I love the dressage horses. I got a bit sick of one, I had a lot of lameness issues with the horses and the amount of money that we'd lost, and the amount of money I'd have needed to put in, which we couldn't mm. afford to do, um, to have got close to where I wanted to be. I wasn't enjoying it enough to justify trying to spend more money on it. So, yeah, so I basically decided to take the pressure off and go and buy myself a little fun horse to I could camp around fields and jump a log if I wanted to and <laughs> things like that because you know my dressage horses were useless to hack and I was terrified like I was such a nervous rider if they bucked like I would stand in the middle of the school crying and probably jump off I oh was, really yeah I was so scared of everything but yeah so I, I went and um, tried a horse jumped to the fence trying a horse in dressage boots after not even jumping across pole for five years. Yeah, it was embarrassing. But then, yeah, never turned back. I kind of didn't mean to, but started show jumping. It was tough. Like, it, it, I fell off a lot. So presumably so
0: then, you're in the arena for a similar amount of time. Yeah. But the yeah. adrenaline rush is insane.
1: Oh yeah, completely different. Yeah, it is. The fear was a lot worse for a while as well. Oh my word. And I remember saying,
0: I remember getting in contact with you and being like, oh my word, how did you get from 80 to a meter 20 or something? Yeah. And I remember you saying something like, I just blinked and I was jumping a meter 20.
1: And I was like, hang on a second. So explain that a bit more. I really, really struggled with my nerves. Like, even now, I still do struggle with my nerves. But I think. The first, like the first couple of years, definitely the first couple of years were tough. At one stage, I fell off nine times consecutively at shows over seven oh. shows. Like oh. nine falls in seven shows. Yeah. And like, I just, I would cry all the time and I would be petrified all the time. And if it went well, I'd come out the ring and be like, don't know why that went well yeah (laughs) it was complete luck that I found a stride everywhere or my horse just saved me um and then I think you know like I've always really wanted to do it there's never been part of me that's like I'll just play at this I've always really wanted to be good at it so I think I just kept forcing myself to do it and through a lot of good training and then probably buying better horses. I definitely bought the wrong horses to start with, buying the right horses and just jumping over and over again. And I don't, I wouldn't say there's a particular moment where I've gone like, oh yeah, I've figured it out and now I'm okay. I still don't feel like that. But especially the last year, I would say that I've just noticed each show, I've been getting more and more confident. I've not been going in the ring obsessing over the height of the fences or Um, yeah just like it's really gradual really gradually starting to find a bit of confidence in my ability yeah Um, but yeah that could be rocked quite easily still at the minute but it's getting it's getting there you look (laughs) flawless I watch you
0: jump and I'm like wow this (laughs) if you slowed it down it would just be like as soon as the takeoff, you're ready, you're smoothly landing. I mean, it's mesmerizing. So you're very good at faking it if that's what you're you feel like you're doing. It's amazing.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, like I work hard at it. You know, I've got I've got a great trainer, like really great trainer, and we train a lot. And I, I'm very lucky to have enough quite a few horses to jump. So just the time. Just bumming saddles, isn't it, really? Yeah. And repeating. So, yeah, this, that, you know, like, the first lockdown um, freaked me out because I kind of thought, oh, my God, if I'm not going to shows, like, any confidence that I've got to jump what I'm jumping now will just go, and I'm going to be back to jumping a metre again. But actually, that time, just spending time without pressure from shows and and practising at home, and then when we could start training... I just had so much training working on the basics again it really helped um but yeah so and then when i got back to shows things ran a lot more smoothly kind of (laughs) highs and
0: lows (laughs) how many horses have you got in training at the moment with you
1: so i have um i have one four-year-old just a little project pony that was a bit of a lockdown project um I've got a lovely five-year-old that I bought last year um, who's just coming back from a little holiday. And then I've got um, three older ones. Um, I've got a nine-year-old, um, and an 11-year-old mares, and then Gus, who obviously is the love of my life.
0: And quite right too. <laughs> yeah,
1: my baby. <laughs> what
0: <laughs> yeah. made you change your mind about... From the dressage to show jumping malarkey? Like what at what point did you think this is actually where I want to
1: go? Um like there was one particular show in the dressage that made me decide I wanted to stop that. Um I went to I wanna say it was an under 25s championships, I think. Maybe it was even younger than that. Um, and I um I did two tests and the first was awful, and I got a score, and the next day, was so much better and I got the same score oh no <laughs> I was like I just and the passion wasn't there so after that I just me and my mum had a big chat and um she said she didn't have a clue what I was doing at the shows anyway so she was quite relieved <laughs> she was like I love you I support you and I enjoy watching you but I have no idea what's going on <laughs> 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 that's fine She's like, I much prefer show jumping. So if you want to go jumping, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so we decided to go and do this fun thing. And then it just kind of evolved. I just bit, bit by bit, the more I did and the more I got into it. And then you get to know people in the sport. You just, yeah. I didn't start out thinking like I want to jump 140s because I never in a million years thought I would have the confidence to do that. Yeah. So I kind of thought, wow, one day if I could jump 120, that. That would be amazing. Yeah. So, and then yeah, I guess um strive for more all the time. You get to 120 and then think, oh, I want to do more now. I want to jump 130 and then so on and so forth. So
0: is it a completely different world from doing dressage to show jumping? Obviously, completely different skill, but is like everything different?
1: Yeah, completely. Yeah. the, the people are very different. I think probably. There's, you know, there's a mix of people with both sports, but generally I'd say a bit more down to earth, a bit more relaxed. Um, I would say out of all the disciplines, show jumping would be a bit more fun. Um, you know, people don't necessarily take it as seriously. Um, yeah, and the, it's a lot more social as well. Like, you know, the, we go to so many shows in comparison to other, other sports that, there's a real good group of people that you hang around with. And you have barbecues in the evenings and like mm-hmm. everybody's quite supportive, Like, um, especially between our group of people. We all run to each ring and make sure we watch each other and stuff which just didn't have in the dress art world as much. Obviously, you have your couple of friends that you go around with, but it wasn't as much of a social life, I don't think, with it. But yeah, it is. Even to be fair, I think the way that you handle your show jumpers then not as made of glass as the dressage horses are you can enjoy them more well I I personally can anyway (laughs) (laughs) and do you jump at home yeah um not loads at the minute I'm jumping once a week and generally when we're competing I jump before a show like just with my trainer to prepare and then um I don't really jump other than that so just yeah, just before a show, go to a show, and then just before the next show again.
0: And for your own like nerves, how do you do? You think that helps, or do you think you'd? I mean, obviously, you could add in more jumping, but do you think the kind of space between the two jumping experiences
1: helps? Well, there's not generally that much space for oh, yeah. <laughs> there there any shows, um, but yeah, like. I definitely you know like with this lockdown over Christmas and then when we went into lockdown I gave all the horses a holiday and didn't jump for probably six weeks um maybe longer and when I got back on I definitely my stomach churned but um I can recover quicker from that now than I used to be able to so yeah I don't I I used to when I was jumping smaller I would jump more frequently to try and keep my eye in and things that now I try, especially now they're jumping bigger stuff I try not to overwork them either and can you see a stride oh god that's a million dollar question isn't it yeah like, sometimes <laughs> You. I'm so glad it's not just me <laughs> like, like I would say it gets more often than it used to but definitely there's still regular moments I'll come around the corner and be like no nothing nothing <laughs> just a wing and a prayer
0: Oh my word, I'm so glad. I was like, oh yeah, everyone's, you know, like, oh yeah, I can see a stride, I can see a stride. I'm like, literally never seen one. What does it even look like? It's amazing.
1: Do you know, oddly, I was saying this to my trainer the other day and he, he did definitely look at me a bit strangely. I can hear it sometimes, not all the time. Mm. Like, yeah, I, can I hear in what in you're saying. He reckons that you can he- I can hear the, um, the rhythm of the canter and that's what I can hear, which makes sense. But, yeah, I can come in and like, it's almost in... I can hear in my head the counting like yeah. then yeah yeah I don't know how to explain it but that's only come in the last like I've only noticed that in the last like year I don't I don't think there's any magics I don't know but I, I think that's probably just me making things up to be honest but I no, definitely definitely still have moments where I crash at 80 centimeters and completely miss so don't Good. worry about yeah. that
0: good oh my word for you <laughs> one question that I just really want to know the answer is the music when you're jumping distracting
1: no I can't hear a thing oh really okay I can sometimes hear like my trainer on the side of the ring occasionally um but yeah I can't hear the music I'll notice it as I'm going in the ring maybe yeah
0: yeah because i whenever i'm watching it on tv or whatever and i can hear that kind of like slightly tinny noise of the music playing and i'm like that would annoy me so much as i'm trying to count my strides (laughs) yeah
1: yeah do you know that's like music i heard some people say like they sing on the way into the jump and that helps them like get a rhythm i can't do that at all i cannot do that yet But no, no, I can't even hear it. But I think that's probably adrenaline and nerves kicking in. You just kind of go a little bit tunnel vision, don't you?
0: Yeah, fair, fair. And what was the biggest jump height
1: difference that you noticed? I have found going up every level terrifying. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, like me getting to jump 110 was a really big issue. I kept struggling. I kept falling off when I got to 110, like mental breakdown about it. Same kind of happened at 120. Um, Then 120 to 130 did feel like a huge jump, but I think then your accuracy has to be better. And then 130 to 140, you can make kind of, you know, three inches difference on your stride and it can be a huge thing at 140. Whereas at at 110, you can be off or too close and give a good kick and hope for the best. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. And the width of them starts getting quite crazy at 140. I'm 130 to be fair. Yeah, but I found like each level has taken me quite a long time to settle my nerves to get into that level. I think it took me nearly a, a year to get a clear round at 130. Really? Yeah. Why do you keep coming back? I don't know. I just love it. You know, when you do something really terrifying but then that feeling when you've achieved it afterwards like it's such a rush and you're so proud of yourself that's like I I always think about that like when I'm going into a class and I'm like I'm absolutely petrified why am I doing this I just keep thinking like just think how great you'll feel at the end of it
0: Amazing.
1: yeah and you do you always you're it's such a rush like you're on such a high when you've come out the other side Sometimes you don't come out the other side and you get picked up <laughs> off the floor too. Fair.
0: And do you have a specific thing that you expect or hope for in your breeding for a horse that you buy?
1: No, I, I'm not great with breeding, to be honest. I never have been. I think everyone ends up a little biased depending on the horses that they bought previously. Yeah, fair. So, like Gus is bred by Baltic VDL and so if I see anything by Baltic now my four year my five year old sorry is by Baltic and definitely a big reason I bought him was because of that (laughs) (laughs) but like generally I've not I've bred a couple myself um I've got I've got a foal here and I've got two mares in foal but I'm not I wouldn't say I know enough about it to really go on the breeding all of mine are a bit random to be honest
0: oh really literally you just go on your preference
1: yeah I go on the horse not not what they're. I think like, a little bit with the younger ones it would probably end up being I if I picked the breeding it would only be because I've had one before that I loved with that breeding but other than that like I'm not very good like you wouldn't be able to ask me what a certain stallion's like and I've studied it or anything
0: yeah fair fair me too <laughs> I mean I'm a hunter so like you know I've got no, no knowledge. I just kick and go for it. Yeah. <laughs> what is your next push towards, is it kind of getting more to the Grand Prix a metre 40 stage? Have you got another step with Gus
1: though? Like, what's your vibe? Yeah. So yeah, I definitely want to kind of, I'd like to get to a point. I've been just testing the waters really at one forty, um, and it's been going well, but I'm not competitive at that level. So that's kind of my next stage to get to a point where I can get in a dump off and and go for it without thinking. Oh my god, I can't see a stride. <laughs> um, so at the minute, you know, if if I was lucky enough to go clear, I would probably just go for like a nice, quiet round, nice, safe round, confidence. And so yeah, this summer would be great to jump some more of those grand prix and get to a point where I'm competitive. Um, kind of the goal this year. We're going to Spain in September, October, hopefully. Amazing, and um, which would be great, yeah. So, I would like to jump the ranking classes there, which are one forty-five. So that's the every goal.
0: jump is one
1: forty-five. Uh, no, it would be the same again. So, like first six one forty-five, then round one fifty, and then the the jump off would be one fifty, maybe a bit bigger. And does Gus notice? That horse just amazes me. Like, yeah, everybody thought he was a lovely horse, but most people wouldn't have said he had the scope to jump how he jumps now. Oh, and really? He, yeah, and you you kind of keep putting the fences up, and he just he just jumps what's in front of him. He doesn't Aww. make a big spectacle of it. He he's just got the heart of a lion, and he's yeah. clever. You know, he knows where his feet are, and he knows where the poles are. And he knows if he jumps the funny colored sticks, he gets polos at the end of it, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does he have habits that he goes into at a show or is he pretty chilled the whole time?
1: Oh, he's he's got ADHD, I'd say. He's like the most annoying, anyone that's ever worked with me that's had to look after him, would he would not be their favorite horse. He's so annoying. Yeah, he, like, he attacks everything, he plays with everything. You can't put anything near his stable. Um, if you have to hold him by the ring, he's like constantly playing with the lead rope or playing with the coat or fidgeting. But other than that, like Gus is generally the same all the time. He's just like a typical laid back bloke, just happy with his food. And as long as he gets time in this field, he'll kind of do whatever I ask him.
0: Oh, I love that. He's like, <laughs> just put them up. Let's have a go. Let's have a go.
1: Yeah. He's quite playful, um, like he would, you, you kind of don't really know he's going to jump well if in the warm-up he's having a little bit of a head shake and he kind of throws his front feet out in front of him a little bit. He's cute, he is really very cute. cute.
0: What would you say to somebody who is looking to get into show
1: jumping? How do you start? Find yourself a good trainer, that's definitely the biggest thing because it's so easy to buy the wrong horse <laughs> to start with. Um, and I think you definitely need someone on side that you can trust has your best interests at heart um, to find you the right horse. And then the beauty with show jumping is you don't have to you don't have to want to be jumping 140 or 130. You, you can want to go and do this competitively at 90 centimetres and still be able to go to great shows and stay away and, um, you know, do proper competitions and, but sit in whatever level you're comfortable at. So I, I do think it's a great sport for people in that sense. You know, a lot of other sports to do those stay away shows, you have to be in the top percentage of the riders doing it. And it's a bit daunting.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think like show jumping would be the most approachable. Very little judgment and a lot of people supporting you to do well at, even at that lower level. definitely yeah I think
0: I guess because you go into the arena and you know the result when you come out and there's only ever a couple of seconds in between like you know if you've had an absolute shocker and you've had three poles down then fair enough everyone knows where you are in the line but not but you know it's all on a judge for dressage eventing you've got three different disciplines to mix up together and you know what the judge says how the show jumping went how fast you were going
1: yeah yeah with with show jumping you know it doesn't matter if you do it in a beautiful way if you go in and get around there fast enough and you've won and and nobody can take that away from you so you know it's it's quite a black and white sport and i i've found that people in general are really supportive especially when it goes wrong to be honest because i think what people don't realize is you have a lot more rounds that go wrong than the ones that go great and are posted on social media
0: yeah that's so true That's so true. I love following your social media, but what is your kind of? Do you have a big picture aim with it? Do you know?
1: I started it. I like. I guess everybody starts it just for their own personal. Like, had no plans with it, but um, it always it always surprises me when people say that they love it, and I I do get a really good response. But I'm not um, not the most self confident person. So the whole talking to the camera thing and um, posting stuff on there, I get easily put off that people will like say something bad or think that I'm an idiot. Or I, like, I go through cycles where I'm like really keen on it and have loads to say, and then someone might send me a comment that I didn't really like, and I'll like retract quickly again. <laughs>
0: well I enjoy everything that you put up there I think I love watching your stories when you're walking around the arena or when you're at an event I'm like oh my word give me more and then you're also your photo shoot photos are amazing
1: oh yeah Nick from Events for Lens does those he is brilliant I love him um yeah they're fun they've given me a lot of confidence actually because like when he first came I like stood really awkwardly and was like I don't know what to do (laughs) I kept giggling really awkwardly and like last time he came he was like you've been practicing I can tell <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah no like yeah we have a great time with it and he is fantastic so it does help but um yeah I I guess like a big part of my social media I, I don't really want to have a plan with it I just want it to be whatever I feel like posting at the time and it's just, I guess, about how much I love my horses. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, you know, if I tried to make it anything, if I, you know, if I tried to be better at it or like aim towards getting more followers, I, I think it would come across quite unnatural. So I've tried not to overthink it too much. I like you always, when I watch your stories, you always seem so natural and like you picked up the phone to have a chat. I always like I always watch yours. Like, how did she do that? Like, I have all of those random thoughts that you talk about, but I wouldn't know how to portray it on camera. <laughs>
0: I choose to put it on the internet rather than send it to my husband. He says, please stop annoying me. So I'm like, oh, that's fine. We'll go to the others. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. I find social media so addictive. I love looking at different people's world. Like yeah. I would never, not by choice, but I would just never be in a position where I see people jumping at your height on a regular basis. And so then seeing your grid and seeing your videos, I'm just like, oh my word, that's cool. Thanks. So it's just yeah, like a really cool kind of like escapism, I guess. Yeah. Um, with your
1: youngsters, mm-hmm. have you broken them already? So the four year old I just got, oh, I got him like four weeks ago. He um he was just broken when I got him. So he's just a little project to sell. Um and then the five year old he was like been broken three months when I bought him and then we took him to a few shows and did bits with him last year so yeah, and then I I sold a lovely I think will she be six now yeah I sold a lovely young horse that was my first horse that I bought unbroken so I sold her to a friend of mine this year last year end of last year and she um she was the she's the only one that I've done like from the start all the way through would you do it again? Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. And I think you kind of have to do, um, with this sport. But I definitely don't love the babies, mate. <laughs> right. Just because I'm not that brave. There's a huge reward from them, like really instant reward because they learn so much so quickly. You know, they go from not having a clue how to go between inside, like between both wings, to popping around a course so quickly and they and you know simple things like they learn how to counter on the right lead or you like feel like you've achieved a lot but when you get on and it's windy and they've not been ridden for a few days and they walk around with their back up for the first five minutes and you're just praying like a door doesn't slam shut near you or like a pigeon flies out from anywhere that bit I don't enjoy (laughs)
0: Fair, completely fair. <laughs> How quickly do you jump them? How quickly would
1: you introduce them to the pole? Quite quickly, but just, I never ask that much of them. So I, I would only ride them um, like the four year old, I do like four times a week. Um, and he'll like, he will jump, like, jump a course properly, maybe once a week. Um, but when I say properly, it wouldn't be anywhere near as much as I'd dump the other ones. Um, but he would go and kind of get around the course once. <laughs> Maybe the other day he might do like some little pole work or some bouncy type stuff, like some, you know, gymnastic um, educational things and then hack or a school one day just really varied with them I kind of truly believe in that they've only got so many jumps in them and if you overdid them at this age you're only going to end up with problems you won't have a sound horse at 12 you'll be having issues at eight instead <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah is that the same with Gus
1: yeah really yeah. I'm very precious about like I'm jumping him quite big at home at the minute because my trainer said that he'd like me to get used to the height, because I do panic a bit in the ring at that height. I do a lot of, you'll see if anybody wants to go and have a look on my Instagram, the the video of my last Grand Prix I did at HeartBreats, there were a couple of moments where I did full-blown pony club kicks. Like my feet came away from his side and kicked. And there were a few times I whipped my way through the, like on the shoulder, whip on the shoulder through the combination. So yeah, I'm trying to learn not to do that. So I'm jumping bigger at the minute it does go through my head that I'm like oh is this good for him (laughs) will he get an injury I think they're all so precious aren't they um there's got to be a line between enjoying them and not overdoing it so
0: is that how you panic you panic by kicking and like come on come on come on or whereas I would panic by like making them stop I'd literally
1: be like no 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 no, we don't have to do it (laughs) yeah we don't have to jump I promise yeah Um, yeah I do I can do a bit of both so um, I can panic you know if I'm on a slightly longer distance instead of just like allowing him forward to jump the jump I can be like oh my god jump it <laughs> like and like, please jump and kick and smack him which I never need to do um but then equally I can kind of come around a corner go I can't see a stride please wait please wait please wait until we're like two inches away from the bottom of it <laughs>
0: yeah yeah. terrifying and then he presumably just goes brilliant we're here now let's go and you're thinking oh my word
1: yeah I make quite a lot of sound effects in the ring as well (laughs) yeah I uh, when I make a mistake like I can be like (laughs)
0: that's so good (laughs)
1: it's a bit embarrassing but yeah yeah he's like mum shut up and just hold on I'm freaking out on top
0: <laughs> and when you're at home do you have somebody to put the poles back up again or do you just never knock them down
1: <laughs> no I do knock them down um yeah I have a lovely girl that works with me so um it's just me and her I do the horses all day um so I wouldn't I, I might do like some little Um, bouncy grid work exercise on my own but I don't like to jump on my own not properly just in case and so you're going to Spain and then when's the first event or first show this year well I think from what Boris said I reckon the 29th of March shows will be allowed to start again wow it said organized sport so if that is a case my other half, Scott, probably won't see me for quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, he's not used to me being home this much. So, yeah, the minute show's open, we'll be gone. We'll be going to everyone we can. <laughs> and do you stay Do you stay
0: most of the time?
1: Yeah, so um, especially in the summer, we do a lot of stayaways, like maybe two a month, um, and we've gone for like four days at a time. Um, yeah, so we stay in the lorry. We have a great time, pack it full of food. Mm, off we go in the truck amazing
0: it must be quite fun being on the circuit just being off and just doing it
1: i love it it's like a dream come true i do walk around it's like i um i didn't do this full time until like summer last year um i did it around work so so especially last summer i did regularly walk around the shows thinking i can't believe this is what i do all day
0: yeah <laughs> this
1: is my job it's amazing yeah. It is great fun.
0: And how long is there like a time limit on how long you'll be a show jumper? Is that normal to go for like 20 years or do you just go and go and go until you're all over it?
1: I'll go and go until I can't get on a horse, I imagine. But like Mick Skelton, when he won his gold medal at the Olympics and was in his 60s, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. No, no, I think he was 64 or something.
1: Yeah. And so, so you'll just continue until. Yeah, and then I really hope I have a child that loves show jumping too.
0: When they're like, uh, no, just Pony Club Games, thanks, Mum. You're like, oh, my word, you're joking.
1: i would like, I'll be gutted if my child doesn't want to ride. Um, I'll be, like, trying to find another child that I can <laughs> take under my wings so I can still go to shows.
0: Oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's so true because if you put all your time into it and then your child's like no sorry and you're like hang on a second know your
1: priorities yeah exactly I still want to go to shows and I can't physically get on a horse anymore so you do have to do it yeah
0: I'm living through you now please pay attention
1: (laughs) yes exactly this is probably why I should wait a while until I have a child
0: get confident in the 140 145 and then you'll be fine go for it
1: yeah fine
0: loving <laughs> <laughs> the dream and at the end of every podcast i ask my
1: guests the same questions are you ready okay maybe what is your favorite word i've been trying to think of a word honestly the first word that springs to mind is chocolate
0: <laughs> oh brilliant so much happiness comes from one word so that's fine <laughs> yeah.
1: try to think of something profound but not me really <laughs> what would world peace look like to you i would say all these animals being looked after properly, definitely. Yeah, I that is a big one for me. There are a lot of horses out there, a lot of animals in general that people just don't know how to take care of. And yeah. we've done this to them. So the best thing is to give them a lovely life at the same time.
0: How do you take your drink?
1: And is it alcoholic or soft? This is one I actually wanted to talk to you about because I have just started drinking tea. Did I message you about this? No. I've only just started drinking tea oh my word tell me everything yeah so I have like famously never drank tea or coffee everybody always tells me how weird it is and my trainer like a couple of months ago insisted he he took me in and made me a cup of tea and a really nice cup of coffee and was like try them both and it was an Earl Grey and I was like okay I I can stomach that. I didn't love it, but I could drink it. Oh, and then I, I had a few Earl Greys, but in that freezing cold the other week, I had to have a cup of tea on the yard. I was so cold, and I've started drinking it. And I swear, I, I drink like five cups a day now. Oh my word! You're converted. Completely converted. Like complete turnaround. I don't know what's happened to me. My mum's So what do right. we? can't get her head around it at all <laughs> sat there drinking a cup of tea and she's like who are you
0: <laughs> you do this professionally you're jumping a meter 40 and now you're
1: drinking tea what's going on yeah what so how did so it's Earl Grey so Earl Grey or have you tried Yorkshire biscuit tea
0: oh my word so good so good I
1: absolutely yeah. love that so but I complete, completely different tastes yeah i know do you know my biggest problem with tea before is i couldn't understand it It just was like hot water with milk in it to me i didn't understand so i think i like something with a bit more flavor That's yeah what fair, I discovered. and i stew it like my mum says it's horrible when she watches me make it but i like i like it really strong the massive flavor yeah oh, well.
0: Yorkshire strong yorkshire tea i just cannot cannot do I actually can't
1: do a strong Earl Grey either. It has to be just, just brewed. Uh, I need to refine my tastes, yeah, I think. It's very early days. (laughs) And what are we saying about coffee? Can't do coffee. No, don't get it. Fine, (laughs) Fine. whatever. Um, What is your favourite adjective? I was trying to think what word I use the most with the horses and the dog. I call them perfect, pretty much. Oh my god, right, I love it. I love it. I'm constantly, like, cradling MASH, being like, why are you so perfect?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's an excellent question.
1: To me, joy is? Could be a couple of things. Being at a show, that's definitely my happiest time. Um, and other, if we were going to step away from horses, it would definitely be sat in my PJs with a load of chocolate watching Grey's Anatomy. Oh, my word, stop. Yes, I totally agree. Exactly. Totally agree. I've been chasing the high of that box set on every other box set since, and I just can't find it. It doesn't exist. It literally doesn't exist. And have
0: you tried to watch it again? I've watched it three times. Yeah. It's never the same
1: as the first hit. It's not. It really isn't. And I, I always enjoy watching it again. But the emotional roller coaster of that TV
0: program oh, it's exhausting. Oh, I mean, you have to invest your entire thought <laughs> process into it. There's no emotional roller coaster I like it. Literally, my own relationships, my own you know world is not as invested as that. Oh I my totally goodness, me.
1: they're like they seriously are <laughs> <all> my friends.
0: <laughs> no, seriously, like I totally <laughs> agree. And the <laughs> final question that I haven't actually told you about is. Uh, would you choose ultimate wealth or ultimate love? Oh, love.
1: Love. Yeah, yeah you can't. Wealth does bias the love of fair horses, so unfortunately. <laughs> that is very true. That it's is very, very true.
0: It's very mixed. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Georgie, for all of your time. It's been fascinating. I could You're listen welcome. to you talk about overcoming your fears all the time. So thank you. And mm. where can we find you on the internet? I'm
1: just Georgina Round. Yeah, well, you will mostly see me with Gus, but yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening.
0: If you love this podcast and would like to hear more, please do write a review. It's super handy for feedback. Also, dive on in and listen to the other podcasts in this series. The guests are excellent. I bet you'll love it. Tag me on Instagram, Girl About The Yard, and let me know where you are in the world. I love seeing where you listen from. All the show notes for more information can be found on com forward slash podcast.